Good morning, good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom! Fire the cannons. No, 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 no. Ah, that's right, you're a troll. What's good, Cowboys Nation? We got updates on a number of Cowboys starters heading into the playoffs today. We also have a problem the Cowboys got to fix on a particular down that we'll discuss here in the roundup. Plus, we'll hear from the coordinators, both Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. We got to listen to them. Uh, I think Quinn said a few things that I thought would be flipped on the other side of the ball, but we, we got some clarity on what's going on out there at cornerback. And uh, we'll also hear from Kellen Moore, which, boy, it's, it gets rough listening to him sometimes, just from a like a motivational standpoint. But he said some things in there that we'll point out as well. Plus, we'll have a final other guy segment of the regular season. I want to point out a couple standouts from that game um, on Sunday. A miserable game, but there were a few standouts that we should still detail here, man. But uh, what's good? Bomb squad, the real bomb squad. Bomb squad! Now, now whoever the troll guy is, we're not going to let them disturb our peace, man. The little bit of peace that we try to hold on to here on ADZ Sports Dallas. What's up with y'all, man? Look, I didn't stay up and watch the whole entire national championship game yesterday, but shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs, back-to-back national champions, 65-7 to is just, just crazy. I mean, you win back-to-back championships and you blow out a team in that nature, you know. I'm trying to get see what I'm that I'm trying to see what that be like, Cowboys Nation. Feel me? Not just winning the championship. Winning back-to-back. But blowing them up, man. I'm trying to get see what that be like, right man. Look, be that time, One day, man. One day, <laughs> one day we get there. Hopefully, we can start that process this week. And because the Cowboys are playing on Monday, I was trying to figure out how I want to navigate this week. We we could go straight to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but we'll be talking about them an extra day. So I think we're going to move forward with them and do a regular schedule program. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and talk a little bit more about it on Monday, Cowboys Nation. So if that's cool with y'all, let's go ahead, get into this roundup, and let's have this conversation. If y'all want to call into the show, you can, 351-999-3787. I know a lot of people didn't get a chance to get in yesterday. Long day, we're out on on site, so if you want to call back in and and express your frustrations from the weekend, you still can do that, but um, we got a lot to talk about, so. Let's do it. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey. Yo. Hey, the bull who's in here trolling. Look, bro. It's kind of corny. I'm more than welcome to have some conversations about football with you, but what, what, what is this? 
Don't you got something better to do, man? Hey, Deron Bland. Good news on our young up-and-coming guy that we got here. McCarthy says that, uh, not McCarthy, I'm sorry. According to sources close to the situation, per Michael Gelkin, it appears to be no concern about his status moving forward. He is expected to be fine for next Monday's playoff game in Tampa, and a person familiar with the situation has said. So, good news on Bland. Looks like they just kept him out as precaution. Same, I think, with uh, J. Ron Curse. We'll know to what extent tomorrow once the injury report comes out. But Bland absolutely needed to play for this Cowboys defense to find some type of rhythm, and we'll hear that, we will hear that word a little bit later. But he's not the only one. Uh, also, a few key players McCarthy feels very optimistic about. In fact, one of the players, I was a bit surprised. LVE, obviously, Jonathan Hankins, and Tyler Biata, she said he feels very optimistic about. Quote, I feel good about them. They look very positive today, so we'll we'll see where they are Wednesday. But their arrow is pointing up. Huh. Okay. Okay. We'll see about Tyler Biotish. That's the only one there. But the other two, I think, are very important for this defense to get back to what they can be when they're clicking. And that's one of the best in the National Football League. <laughs> and then finally... This is the down that has become a problem down, a problematic down. And I used to have a problematic button. Where was, I don't have it anymore. Uh, problematic down for the Cowboys in its first down. Not even just over the last few weeks. It is, it is not just the runs either because the runs were the previous two weeks. This week was bad on first down in general. It was bad, period. But Dallas has averaged an NFL worst two and a half yards on first down plays the past two games. And if you extend it to the you know, past three games, it's still not up there. And the only reason why it would be up there was because the passing was more of a success prior to Sunday. 1.7 yards per carry and 3.2 yards per drop back over the last two weeks. Kellen Moore discussed some of these things in his presser. And again, I hate to use this term at this point in the season about feeling weird, but that is not great. We talked about first down being important, second down being important, so you're not getting a third and longs and whatnot. But fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Seriously, this feels like it's a trend now. And we'll get to breaking down specific matchups against Tampa Bay, but we're focusing on this team at this current moment before we get to that matchup. And first and second downs have not been friendly to the Cowboys. And moving forward, if that doesn't get better, I just don't know how this offense finds said rhythm. And it was Devin White, if I can go back here real quick to the roundup. If you guys remember in week one, who said this? I'm sorry, that's Demone Clark. <laughs> who said this? Uh, last year we learned that they went, they really wasn't going to commit to the run game. And, you know, the runs that they did, they was, you know, going to try to get outside and not run into the interior. But most of the running game was quick game. You know, a lot of curls, a lot of hitches, you know, a lot of slants and stuff. So, we kind of knew that going in, so we was able to attack it. What did y'all see on Sunday? <laughs> what did y'all see on Sunday? A lot of curls. A lot of hitches. Some slants. And the question became, 
and, and we made it a joke yesterday on Vacha's show. Man, we holding back for the playoffs. You know, we're holding back for the play. We're saving this and that for the playoffs. Tongue in cheek, right? Because there's no way they can come out there and, and, and run that same game plan against, in my opinion, a more seasoned defense, right? There's no way. No. Well, let's listen to Kellen Ray quick. He was asked that specific question. And uh, let's hear what he has to say about that and a few other things. He talked about uh, the first down situation, getting into better third down uh, plays and more efficiency on a ground game as well. But here's here's Kellen Moore talking about, you know, holding back and, and a few other things. Yeah, obviously really poor, poor performance for us. Uh, you know, really didn't create any momentum or rhythm in the game. And so, uh, you know, tons of three and outs, uh, very abnormal for us. And, uh, you know, something certainly you got to watch, you got to evaluate it. Uh, recognize things that can come up again. And, uh, you know, obviously, simply we just got to play better, game plan better, uh, call it better. Um, yeah, bottom line. Is it, is it easier to move on from those sometimes where they appear to be so out of the blue versus <laughs> kind of trending in that direction? I don't think you ever want to just ignore anything because uh, this league's obviously on trends and copycat. And if you have an issue, the issue is going to come up again next week. And so uh, we got to find solutions to those different things that pop up throughout the season. That's you know week one all the way to all the way to now. You have different things that come up, and so uh, it's navigating all those different things. Uh, you know we're in the spot where we're at, where uh, it is what it is, and now we're on to the next. Yeah, I, th I think again it's just uh, a lack of rhythm for all of us and. Uh, you know, talk about third downs, obviously not, not efficient there at all, but, you know, first and second down and when you're sitting in third and seven plus very much most of the game, uh, those are hard, hard to defend. They're number one, uh, Washington's number one in third downs. And if you're going to sit in third and seven plus against those guys with the front and the coverage that they play, uh, it's going to be a challenge. And so, uh, you know, I think we, we all just simply didn't execute, uh, didn't handle the, uh, the situations well enough and, uh, you know, didn't find the rhythm. Couple of things. Uh, was it a play to win game plan or were you holding things back, you know, for the playoffs that you didn't want to show? No, certainly certainly we went into went in to win it. Um, yeah. I mean just didn't execute and didn't call it well. And I I'm really not trying to rail on this dude, but like I, I, I just can't listen to that man and feel any type of confidence from him. But uh yeah, third downs were terrible. And I, I'm listen, I'm hoping he's lying. I'm hoping that he's lying about, yeah, we we went in there with, with the game plan, not holding back. We, we, we went in there with the game plan to try to win. I hope that's not true. They ran play action three times in that game. You didn't really see any of that, you know, the pre-snap motion. Uh, I get you're compromised up front, but there were certain times throughout the game where the front held up as best they could in the passing department, but then when you look at the combinations in regards to what we were doing out there <laughs> was all curls and flats and mirror routes the one time the offense found any type of rhythm and he, he talked about that was the end of the half and as I as Vach was doing his show yesterday I was actually watching that last drive and I thought you saw a more nuanced concept you saw them be a little bit more aggressive downfield with the routes and I understand that takes time but the, the line held up during that time for the most part now he did get out of a a potential sack and uh got what should have been a first down thought that was a bad spot but that was the best 
drive of the game, and it really had nothing to do with with planning, I don't think. I think the Cowboys are in a bit more of a two-minute offense, and usually that means better success for Dak Prescott because in the, it's offense in general. They get going. When, when the Cowboys aren't successful via scheme offensively, nine times out of ten, it comes from the up-tempo. It comes from getting on the ball, let's go. Uh, Dak kind of just getting to the line of scrimmage, calling things out, getting guys in the right spots, and we're going. You can't play a full game like that. But another thing that he brought up during the um, press conference was, well, how do you get your team out of a funk? That's something that we talked about yesterday. I kept saying, well, when your quarterback's pressing, when your offense is pressing, things aren't going great. What, what do you do to make things a little bit easier? And he brought up the rhythm. He brought, I mean, he brought up the tempo. And he brought up that drive. And I don't know if they decided to do that. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, because it's different. You got to watch the broadcast to, to figure out if they're really going tempo or not. They don't really do that for the All-22. Um, but I don't know how many times they went back to that. Look, if that's your way of, of finding easier solutions for the offense, then then do that. When you're in a rut, then do that. Me, it's more get Tony Pollard the ball, get CeeDee Lamb. Allow these guys who can take a 5, 10, 15-yard route or play and go – 20, 25, 30, 40 yards, and now we're rolling. That's always been my answer. Uh, but schematically, if it's tempo, then do that, right? Because you had to get into some type of rhythm at some point in this game and then pull your starters. They never got in that rhythm until the end of the half, and they try to come out and, and continue that, you know, that drive, and it never happened. And now you're keeping these dudes in in a meaningless game at that point in the fourth quarter. And fortunately, you got out of there unscathed, but... Because they play so bad, you had to continue playing those dudes. You didn't have to, but on the other hand, I thought that they needed to keep them in a little bit longer uh, until they found that rhythm. Unfortunately, it just never came. Cowboys Nation, it just it just never came. Uh, we got a couple callers. I said I wanted to get you guys in here, and uh, we'll hear, we will hear from Dan Quinn later as well, as well as talk about two other dudes. That two other guys, let me say, other guys that I thought stood out. Uh, let's get to Los first up on the Pulse of the Nation hotline presented by the Cochrane Firm. All right, Los, what's goody, man? Oh, Yo, good morning, Sky, man. I hope your morning's going good. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, man? All right, hey, um, hey, just one quick point or two quick points. And uh, let me let me recorrect myself for yesterday for the misunderstanding about CD being in the slot. And like you said, Sky, the problem is not CD being in the slot. Is I mean the numbers have proven when he's in the slot, he's like what top wide receiver in the league, you know, in targets, touchdown receptions, et cetera, Right? The stats don't lie. Yeah. And then now it's like when we want to incorporate CD to be in rhythm, Tony to be in rhythm. Or for Dak to be in rhythm, we don't incorporate anything that has worked all season for us, and we look just flat-footed, you know, Sunday. And if we're going to be playing any playoff team, like I said, it can be Tampa Bay, the Eagles, 49ers, freaking Panthers. It doesn't matter who we face, right? But if we just come out with a game plan like yet, like last Sunday, we ain't going nowhere, Sky, and we're probably going to be one and done like always. Oh, so for sure. We just have to, we we just have to look out for hopefully, you know, Kellen Kellen hears a knock on his door from head coach Mike McCarthy and be like, hey, yo, I you know 
I know these 12 and 5 seasons back to back, you know, they they seem pretty nice, but Jerry Jones, he's all, you know, he already done said something about Sean Payton out here. So I ain't trying to hear about that nonsense again. So you you know, you better get, you know, I ain't going to say cuss words, but either we come with a game plan that puts our players to our strengths or we're or we're just going to be one and done, Scott. And that's all I got to say. Peace out. And peace man. Appreciate you. I I don't don't hear a lie there, right? I don't hear a lie there. Now, again, there was times throughout this season that that was happening, but lately I am a, a tad bit concerned on the usage of Tony Pollard. I'm hoping that flips in the playoffs because I said this yesterday, it's time to lean on your dudes, right? The dudes that have been playing at a high level um, to get to this point. Tony Pollard, you're going to need Dalton Schultz, you're going to need C.D. Lamb, Zeke is a part of this, but he has a role, right? Like, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to, there's no bashing here because I don't want to get here because everybody has had down games or what have you. But I feel like if we come, we go into these playoffs and we like, hey man, we got to get Zeke 20 touches. I feel like that is a detriment. I just do. I feel like Zeke needs to take more on the complimentary role as we get going. It is clear is, is day is day. That if this offensive line is compromised from a run blocking standpoint, that is not the guy that should be leading the fray, right? Because Tony can go nine carries, 17 yards, but it takes one, one carry, one play, one toss, one uh, uh, pass, one, and it's just one to go 50, 60, 70 yards. So if I'm putting 10 other touches in Ezekiel Elliott's hand in a game where it's it's tight and it's contested and it's tough, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm making this harder on myself than easier. Now, if Zeke is having one of them games, then yeah, you continue to keep feeding him. But I'm going back and using an example of what happened the last two games. Now, there was no Tony Pollard, but Malik Davis had a really good run against, against the uh, Titans, and they didn't go back to him, really. But in that Washington game, it just wasn't a day, bro. Once you got the seventh carry and you got nine yards, just just he ain't the type that's going to get one touch and now we're going 50 yards. That's not his game anymore. So I'm, I'm hoping things flip in regards to TP over the last few weeks. Lamb will be fine. I think Lamb and Dak, I think they'll have that connection throughout the playoffs, but a little bit concerned about uh, the way they're using Tony Pollard over the last few weeks. Uh, nine seven nine. What it is? What it do? Hello. Oh, we just gonna come back to the set. Hello. Hello. You you are live, sir. It sound like you outside though. Can you hear? I can hear you, but. Okay. All right. Uh, I just got a couple things about the offensive line. Nobody's talking about. Jason Peters should be playing right tackle. Look at the Texans game when Terrence Field went out. Oh, he was inserted at right tackle, and he was able. Dak was able to go down the field. Now you get down to these games, and they got Jason Pierce playing left tackle, and they moved Tyler Smith to the guard, left guard, and that's ridiculous. Tyler Smith should still be playing left tackle, and uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Tyler Smith and Tyler Smith should hold down the left side. He should kick that down to the right side. And also, you were right. There were no plays, uh, no play action. There were no bubble screens. 
there was nothing imaginable about the offense, which makes me feel like they were holding stuff for the playoffs. Right. And I and I heard a couple I heard a couple comments to, to make me feel that way. Also, uh, even Dan Quinn said it in his uh, his interview yesterday. Uh, Mike McCarthy alluded to it in his first press conference after the game. And him and Dan I'm gonna Quinn need you to I'm gonna need you to land this plane, bro. You got to land it. Final final thought. All right, all right. Well, yeah, I just think the offensive line, Jason Peters, needs to be playing right, right tackle. All right. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Boy, you got to figure out what's going on with your phone, man. That was rough. Um, But I'll try to attack some of the things he said there. Uh, Jason Peters, right tackle. So Jason Peters was poor at right tackle against the, the Jaguars. I think that's why you, you, you see them rolling with the, the lineup they're rolling with. Uh, he had a solid series in Texans game, but one one series doesn't make a decision, right? So they gave him more tick against the Jaguars. It didn't really work out. If they have to move him to right tackle, I'm sure they will. But this current situation with Jason Peters at left tackle, who again put a pin in it, come on back for the other guys. I thought he was. I thought he did good, and we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Um. Putting Tyler Smith at left tackle, I think, will happen once you get Biotis back. So it's all it's all about Biotis. When Biotis comes back, I think they'll put McGovern back at left guard, Tyler Smith back at left tackle, and then maybe if you want to have the discussion of putting him in over Tyron Smith, but I don't really see a massive difference on that right side with Tyron or Jason. Um, Tyron looked better at right tackle than Jason did in the Jaguars game. They both weren't good if we're being completely honest I shouldn't say they won't they both had struggles let me just say that right there I, I just don't Jason Peters Tyler Tyron Smith that right tackle I don't know which which you're really getting getting much of a difference there okay we'll get one more and I think this toxic and then we will oh yeah yeah we'll actually four six nine and then we'll jump into the second part of the show what's up man good morning Sky um Wanted to call in yesterday. Just got a just a general question for you about this whole situation that you're alluding to right now. I wish I was a fly on the room, but is there any discussion you think about what you're discussing? Like saying, hey, Kellen, this is the second year in a row where we're seeing these same troubling discrepancies. And the fact that I think it was Clarence Hill even asked him in the press conference, were you even trying to win the game? And it just really makes me wonder what is actually being discussed in that offensive game plan room on Monday through Saturday. And does Mike McCarthy even have the authority to be like, no, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing this again. Remember when I had to grab you by the neck after this Tampa Bay game, we can't do this. And I just wonder, can you think of any other time where, and you're, you've played football, Chad's played football, where your offensive coordinator just chose not to do what worked and just continued to just beat their head against the wall. And I just wanted your insight of, like, where is the disconnect yeah. where Kellen is, what he's seeing on the field, and how he prepares for a game, if you have any insight, if you can. But I don't have any insight, have. But, but what you just asked, the, the question prior to that one, isn't that what the Cowboys were doing the entire Jason Garrett era? They ain't new here, and and that's and that just it just brings more the question of like why, it's it's more or less like we know what the problem is, but why is it still 
operating this way? Like, who is saying in that building mirror routes work, running just straight curls works, running on first down up the A-gap works? Like, who is who is beating their hand on the table and saying, let's keep doing this? They are who they are. This is who they are from a, from a coordinator standpoint in regards to we're talking about Kellen Moore. I, and, and I said this mm-hmm. weeks ago, I don't really see anything changing there. You just hope that he brings his bag that because there's there's times there's series, there's games where it's like, man, that was a hell of a, that, that game was called very well. Right. And Agreed. then it just doesn't come back. So I'm hoping that we get that pocket for four games like we get in that pocket. If we get in that pocket, we fine. But I don't think we've been in that pocket since mm-hmm. that that stretch from I think from the first time Dak got back to about Minnesota. There was a pocket right there where you saw all of that going in. Then it came back in Jacksonville for mm-hmm. a little bit and then disappeared in big moments. And now we just really haven't seen that since. So that's what worries me, man, is that we just won't. And, I, and I'm sound like a broken record. Won't do the things that work for this team at a high level on a consistent basis. Like, and I'm not talking about, yeah. oh, the play doesn't work. I'm not talking about the result. I'm not talking about the result. I'm talking about the process. I don't see them getting into mm-hmm. that process of things that have worked for them. I feel like they're just kind of been been blind saying, hey, hey, four, save us. And if he doesn't save us and he has a game like he had, that's a wrap. Like, if Dak plays bad, it, it's a wrap, man. Yeah. And the only other point that you will say, and I'll, I'll leave it at this, landing the plane, I, I don't like to use religion when it comes to football, but dear Lord, if there's ever a game Mike McCarthy needs to say, lock that kid in the broom closet and fire me, this is it. Because this may be one of the biggest games probably in the season in regards of ratings. You're playing Tom Brady, who may be his last game, and you're playing the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football with Troy Aikman in the booth. You need to deliver. This Mike, for the love of God, please deliver. That's all I have. Thanks. Last game of the year, Jim. Can't hold anything back. <laughs> That's really how I feel. This should be kitchen sink everything there's there's no there's no reason to hold anything back you 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 need to play like there is no tomorrow you need to treat this game like it's the super bowl for real uh let's get let's listen to dan quinn uh, because dan quinn says some very interesting things we were talking about a lot over the few weeks and cowboys got to figure this out defensively what are we going to do on the outside what's going to happen with that cornerback two spot and he's thrown many names sign mckenzie alexander Signed Xavier Rhodes last week, which we didn't talk about on the show, but we talked about on game day. Uh, you tried Nation Wright. You tried Kelvin Joseph. You've thrown everything at the wall, and they signed Trayvon Mullins, and that was a guy that they decided to give that part to. So it was clear they were trying to figure things out, but Dan Quinn came out and said, yeah, that's exactly what we were doing. You know, We were just trying different type of combinations, and I think it was Archer. Somebody asked him, well, what are you going to roll with? You said, don't worry about all that. But listen to Dan Quinn uh, specifically talking about different combinations, being comfortable with the uncomfortable, et cetera. Um, over the last few weeks, you guys have heard me discuss, um, we're going to try a couple different combinations at different spots to go. And I thought that's an important exercise to go through. Um, it's not always comfortable, but uh, I think you know me, I've never been one to be uh, worried about being, you know, comfortable with the uncomfortable. And, uh, Sometimes when you have to go through those, it's important because you get to say, okay, starting role, backup role, neither role. And uh, 
I like doing that. And uh, you gain things, you gain experience, you gain stuff to go through. And it really lined us up into where we're heading into this week. And so that's why I think we had discussed that, um, you know, previously about you know how we'd feature some guys and, and how we we'd roll. And um, now that we're here, we get to do that. And so it kind of gave us a vision of you know how do we feature the guys best heading into the postseason. So with all that said, uh, I know you guys got a bunch of questions, and uh, let's get the whole thing rocking. David Moore, Dallas Morning News. Now that you've had these three to four David games Moore. here, where do you stand at that corner opposite of, uh, of Trayvon as far as your, how comfortable you are with how you can manage that position? Yes, and I do. Um, I felt, like I said, it was really important to go through different people, different combinations to how to go. Uh, there's nothing like being in the fire a little bit and just know what you have. And um, sometimes you may game plan, certainly, but sometimes you wouldn't to say, I want to see what this would look like in some of the hardest situations. So sometimes you have to create that to, to give the moment to go. So I feel very comfortable with where we're at. I'm certainly not going dis- to disclose that today if that was going to be your follow-up question. But um, I do feel like, OK, I've got a handle on how we want to go and play. And so that was what my goal was you know, three to four weeks ago. And quite honestly, some were going to be in some backup roles. Who could be the three? Who could be the four? How could we feature that? So um, that's kind of day what I was looking for at different spots. See, I was hoping that. Kellen was like, yeah, we just been trying to figure some things out the last couple of weeks, and that's why you saw this. And that. Because I feel much better. But but I appreciate Dan Quinn being honest there. I mean, we we could see it, right? Actions speak louder. We can see that they were trying to figure those things out. And, and he's keeping things close to the vest. I hope. I know Jerry's talking now here on the radio. I hope Jerry doesn't come out there and say, you know, X, Y, Z is going to happen. But I don't have a poll, but I'll ask you guys. Quinn said he knows what he's going to do on Sunday. Obviously, they they should know. What do you think they'll do opposite of Diggs? They've tried Mullins. They've tried Kelvin Joseph. They've tried Nashawn Wright. And they signed Xavier Rhodes. Um, Who do you think they will roll out there at cornerback two for the Cowboys? Now, when I say cornerback two, I mean if you're in a nickel set opposite of Trayvon Diggs. Is it going to be not Wright? Is it going to be... Well, we could throw Bland, but I don't think it'll be Bland. Wright, um, Mullins, Joseph... Rhodes. And then I'll tell you my answers. My answer. Uh, boss man. I don't think that's going to be it, but uh, Nishan, Bland, Rhodes, right? Maybe Rhodes, Rhodes. I, I got right. I think it'd be Nashawn Wright. I mean, Rhodes would be kind of out of left field, given he just got here. He's, I, I don't, I don't know that he's that guy that you trust right away after one week to be like, "Yo, go out there against Tom Brady and Mike Evans." Eh. I, I'd almost rather go with the dude that's, that's already been here, that's kind of got his feet up under him, and it had some steam. I thought he he gained some confidence after that Titans game, but I think they're going to go with Nashawn Wright for this game I, I i do and then if it if things go left and well, they'll try different things but i got right i think you'll have mckenzie alexander active and here's why if any if it starts getting weird i think then they'll throw deron bland out there now mckenzie alexander has to come in and play uh the slot corner bland's good nickel so we need a left corner he is a good nickel but he's also a good corner in general he, he, he did some good things on the outside, man. I still would love to see him out there. I truly would. Maybe not this year because you kind of got to put him in this spot because you don't have anything else figured out, but maybe next year. Uh, Diggs, right, Bland. 
Rhodes Joseph will be the actives in the opinion, says Professor O. Yeah, how do you go back to Mullins, right? Uh, Dick's right, but says one, two, three, four, five. Sounds about right. I think the the only one is with Rhodes, right? Will they call him up? Will they call somebody else up? What about Mackenzie Alexander? I feel like you're playing with fire with no other nickel there. So maybe they call up Mackenzie instead. Maybe Rhodes is what? Well, so if Rhodes, here's the thing about this, Professor O, if I'm not mistaken, you can call up Rhodes without dealing with the roster spot, right? So they could go Diggs, Wright, Bland, Alexander, Joseph, and then call up Rhodes just to have that security at at nickel. That's kind of what I would would roll out there. Just to be on the safe side in case something happens to right or uh, happens to Bland. Oh, so Jerry talking. So so here so he says it wouldn't be surprised if he's if Rhodes is active. So I, I'm glad he didn't say Rhodes is going to play, but Rhodes would be active. So that would be my my call up. I think it'd be you get three of them. Obviously, Rhodes hasn't had anyone. So now you get Rhodes to call up. Doesn't count against your practice squad. Um, doesn't count against your roster spot. And now you got maybe six six corners. You got depth at the in depth on the outside, and now you have depth on the interior. So I could see Rhodes being called up and McKenzie. Is McKenzie signed signed to the active roster? Yes, because they yes, McKenzie's already on the roster, so you don't got to deal with that. What about Izzy? Izzy, I still think is safety, and he didn't surprisingly, by the way, he was inactive last week. I, he played the week before, inactive this week. So no McKenzie, no Israel McQuamu, but maybe they call him up for the game. Let me see here. If they're gonna go six deep there, I don't know. Something to watch. Something to watch. All right, let's get a couple more callers, and then we'll get to a couple dudes that stood out to me in that game. Uh, three, two, one. What it is? What it do? Hey, what up, Scott? What's good? Hey, I just had. Uh, I was just thinking about the kind of base defense that they might take in the Tampa. Do you think they might roll with six defensive backs just to help out on that side, just to rotate them in? Because if that's the case, then I would think that because Vanderash is supposedly supposed to come back. So as Hankins, that should be okay with the run game. But I think as long as they're able to at least hold Tampa underneath 60 to 70 yards rushing, I think that you can force Tom Brady into a few turnovers right there. Well, so, yeah, I had six corners. They'll have more than six DBs. But, yeah, I had six corners as the call-up for, for the game. Um, in regards to the Tampa Bay's rush offense, that's, it's the worst rushing offense in the league. Now, week one, they caught you by surprise, right? It's week one. I always say you can't really gain too much from week one uh, in regards to the rest of the season. But they they had success on you in week one. I don't know if they'll have right. that continued success because they've been really bad the rest of the season, like like historically bad at one point for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Tampa comes out here and runs on you in the playoffs with that, with that particular run defense, I, I think the Cowboys' run defense is better since week one. So I'm with you. I think they're going to hold up well enough and it's going to be up to the pass rush and the coverage. So I don't know that you call up six to rotate. I think you call up six to to protect yourself in case there's an injury or okay. poor play. Okay, got you. And I was going to say also, if Dan, like if you're Dan Quinn, would you think about shadowing Godwin and uh, Evans both and let the tight end beat us? 
Well, how do you shadow both? You only got one Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I know you got Diggs, but at the same time, Diggs has been—he's been uh—he been, uh, has let up a few big plays the last few weeks, and I'm not saying he's—I'm not saying he's well, slacking well, off. No, 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 no. What, what, what do what do you mean by shadow? Then what are you talking about? Like have a have a play. You know, you're gonna have to give up some running, at least a few. A few. Are you runs. talking about double teaming? <laughs> I'm saying stay in that cover two defense if you can throughout the game just to make sure you don't let up nothing big over the top. And you have so, – you know, So let me get this straight. So, you're you're concerned about Diggs guarding any of these dudes? No, 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 no. I'm not, yeah, I'm you not are. concerned about it. You are. You just no, said no, no. it. I, I said Because when you say shadow, shadow means a guy following a guy. So that's why I said, well, you only have one Diggs. You can't possibly shadow two dudes with one person. I'm with you on shadowing Diggs with one guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll travel Diggs with Mike Evans. He usually has success against Mike Evans. So then yeah. on the opposite side, what, you know, what do you do? I'm not sitting in no cover two all day against Tom Brady. Right. No. But we, if you're going to sit in the cover two, are you going to blitz Tom Brady throughout the day? Uh, you got to mix it up, clearly, but I'm not sitting in cover two all day. That's what you asked. So we, should we play cover two all day just to protect him? Tom Brady it will will dice that up. Like you got to you got to mix it up. There was a there was a there was a call that he had week one where they showed Donovan Wilson. In fact, Dan Quinn talked about it in his presser. He said we got to do more things post snap to confuse him than pre snap because he's seen it all. So, but there was a play where where Dono looked like he was going to blitz. And he ended up playing that that hook curl area and got an interception. So you got to do things like that. Uh, but if you come out there pre-snap and be like, we just going to run Tampa 2 all day, oh, Tom will have a field day. He, he's dink and dunk king. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about, you know, just running it, like, you know, just blatantly showing it. I'm saying disguisement, of course. But but it's hard. It's, it, it's hard to disguise cover 2 to the point of playing it, I think, to protect yourself over the top without showing it. Like like right. you like you can't have if you if you try to bring down Malik Cooker all the way into the box and didn't run all the way back at the last second that ain't gonna work against Tom Brady bro so you're, you're gonna you're gonna show your hand a little bit against cover because if your whole point was to protect over the top I don't think you're gonna disguise it too much I, I think they're gonna have to mix it up with a lot of different things but the most important thing is getting to Tom Brady on the interior but that's we'll talk about that throughout the week. Yeah, and that's why I was uh, speaking about bringing six defensive backs in on the field at one time, just to uh, just for those purposes. Because for some reason, like yeah, they'll go big nickel. Uh, that's like one of their main one of their main things that they run is big nickel. They'll they'll, they'll run some of that, a lot of that actually. I think because Godwin, for some reason, he just kills us every single time, and people aren't mentioning the fact that Julio might be back, which is what I'm trying to get to so what do you do with that situation right there because Julio he ain't played majority of the season but he could just have one of those games where he just goes off you just gotta play good defense man <laughs> it's a hope and a prayer on defense this Sunday I don't know if All it's right, a hope and a right, yeah, appreciate you man um, over the last few weeks right. you guys I don't know that it's a hope and, and we ain't really we ain't really talked about the, t- the, the game just quite yet But <laughs> Tampa been bad. Like, like my whole thing about going into Tampa was you can't play like that. Like against Washington. 
When we're about to break down Tampa throughout this week, Tampa been bad. Like, like bad, y'all. So, and I don't want to give away everything until Sunday, but the, I'm clear that this isn't the same team, this isn't the same quarterback, but it's still Tom Brady. That's why I said you ain't got to fear them, but you got to still respect him because it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. But it sounds like you scared of everything that Tampa has to throw at you and and they just this they just aren't Tampa of 2020. Don't allow them to look like Tampa of 2020. So, you know Julio Jones coming back. I mean, Julio Jones ain't been good all year. Now Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I give you that. They don't have a run game. I'm not worried. Their offensive line is not like it's it, it's going to take you to have a complete debacle, in my opinion, for them to do the things that it sounds like you're scared of them to do. I, I it's going to take a debacle. Like seriously. And while the defense hasn't lived up to what it was in the previous half of the season, and it hasn't been, I'd be shocked if Tampa dropped 30 points on the Cowboys. Like they, they, they I'd be shocked. This ain't the Panthers, bro. Like, go look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the last two months. The wins that they're winning, 16-13, 19-15, 17-14. Like, they they are having a hard time. But but that's neither here nor there because I'm not trying to disrespect. I'm just not fearful. I respect Tom. But the, the caller just to me sounded like, hey, man, no matter what they roll out there, what are the Cowboys going to do? Like, hey, wait, wait a minute now. Slow down. Diggs is still out there, and he has success against one of them dudes. This offensive line struggled against this defensive line, in my opinion, against, you know, with the pressure and Tom Brady. So there's <laughs> there's still relax. Relax. We, we got some dudes over here, too, they got to worry about. That's all I'm saying. And we'll break that down. But Julio Jones, I guess he can come back and be Julio Jones in 2012. I guess. DJ, what's good? Hey, good morning, Scott. How you doing, so, brother? I'm good. Good, good. Uh, DJ, DJ, you breaking up, man? DJ, we got to come back to you, brother. We got to get come back to you. Uh, I think we is this Mel? Big Sky, what yes, up, bro? Sir. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you live. What's clear. going on, boss man? What's up with you? Man, you got it. Man, my main concern, bro, is not necessarily Tampa Bay's offense against our defense in in a traditional they got to drive the field and go, you know, 60 yards, 70 yards. My biggest concern is the offense continuing to give them chances, short fields, and just more and more opportunities. You know, we can't we can't throw the ball away. We can't give them multiple you know, like you know, we can't keep going three and out. We can't give them field oh, yeah. position because like you said, we're not playing the Panthers, right? No, so no, we're not I, I was saying against, he's not uh, playing the Panthers. That's what I was cause cause that was their best offensive outing to three bombs to Mike Evans. Got you. But also on our side, we're not playing the Panthers. So we're not playing against uh uh I don't even know who the quarterback is over there. Sam Darnold or, you know, some of these lesser guys. We're not playing against those guys. So I although you are one hundred percent correct, Tampa's offense has been bad and Tom has not been the QB that we all kinda have him as in our mind, but he's still good enough to take advantage of opportunities. And that's kind of the thing that concerns me, man. 
Yeah, I mean, he's still Tom Brady. That's why I said it, you don't have to fear him like this is 2007, but I do think you have to respect him. Uh, I thought they had success against Tom in week one. Now, that that defense was a bit different, right? You, you, you Here's the thing about it, how different. Yeah, you had A.B. and everything like that, but you also didn't have a Jonathan Hankins. Um, you didn't have Damone Clark at that point in time. Your run defense wasn't wasn't good. I think your run defense is much better now. Um, I think Hankins is going to be a factor. And I think Dan Quinn, I ain't saying Dan Quinn is, has a better, I think Dan Quinn has a better hold of what's going on with his team now than he did then. And even then, that was a good defense at that time. This one, he's trying to figure things out. But I, I think we we know what we are at this point. So hopefully he coaches around his deficiencies. Man, other thing, I, I, 100%, man, the other thing that I'm a little bit concerned with is how fresh is Micah right now? Because it doesn't, he just doesn't seem to me. I mean, granted, no, nobody's fresh right now, right? Like nobody's fresh right now. But I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if him just playing that right in one hundred percent of the time, man, is just the the best move, man. I, I I feel like you know when when he's a chess piece, that's when not only him but the rest of the D line is at their best. When he can make everybody better on the D line because that O line has to wonder about where he is. Is he coming? Is he dropping? Then somebody else gets free. When you just sit him over there on the right side, not not that he's not a good edge rusher, but he's an undersized right end. And I, I, I just don't like that that's been the approach, I mean, really for more, more than half the season. Um, I just don't like it, man. So I, I, that that's the other part that concerns me, man. But, you know, like we've been saying all year long, bro, it's a week-to-week league. Let's see what happens this week. Um, you know, I don't I, – I, to say my confidence is high would be a, a big lie. Um, but to also guarantee that they're one and done I think would be foolish as well because – that hasn't really been the team that we've seen all year long. So I'm I'm willing to wait, go into the game, put my jersey on, root my team, and I'm just going to see what happens, bro. That's where we at with it, man. That's where we at with it. We we, we can't go in there with our, ch- our chest poked out right now. Not so hell, nah. All right, brother, I'm going to let everybody else get in, man. Thanks for letting me get on, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, they haven't lost back-to-back games, man. That's that's the silver lining and all that. Let's talk about a couple players that I thought played well in that game. The other guys, and I will start backwards because Jason Peters was brought up earlier. Um, you may not have to rely on Jason Peters at left tackle in this game because Tyler Biotis will be back. But the reason why I wanted to feature him was because he hadn't had to play a lot of snaps this season. They elected not to start him at left tackle and, and keep Tyler Smith there. So he hasn't played a bunch in spots, right? And, and coming in and out, just rotating. So I'm like, what is Jason Peters going to look like on a day where he has to play a lot of snaps? 67 snaps. Allowed no quarterback hits, was credited for three pressures and no sacks. I thought he did well in the run game, and I don't think he's the best run blocker in, at this point in stage, but I thought he did well enough. I thought he was really good in pass protection. Um, and if I had to roll with Jason Peters at left tackle for a game or two, that game gave me a little bit more confidence because I seen it now. Like I seen it as opposed to 12 plays, 15 plays, nine dropbacks, 67 snaps. 
Old man JP, who is 40 years old. I'm a man. I'm 40. I thought played. Now you can judge it on a, you know, a, a curve or whatever you want, but I thought played well enough, so I wanted to point him out in this game. Now, can he do that on a right tackle? I still don't think so because right tackle uh, is is switching sides like that is tough. He he stepped in and did well for that series against the Texans, but for a full game, I don't know that I want to see him over there. Not 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 playing, not without playing a full game. Mike McCarthy talked about Tyron Smith and you know still figuring out over there, and he used the old expression of "you try wiping your ass with the other hand." Like that's. They always say that when they try to dumb it down for us, right? Like, we don't play the game. Well, what's it like when you switch sides 101 from tackle? Well, try wiping your ass with opposite hand. And that's what Tyron is trying to figure out right now. And he's got three games, so no more pencils down with that. The other one was Chauncey Ghoston. Chauncey Ghoston, I just kept seeing his name just pop up. And then after the game... Or not, Papa. Just keep seeing him flash during the game. Then after the game, when we're doing a post game show, I looked at the total stats, and he had eleven tackles. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I just kept seeing ninety nine. And here's the crazy thing: he had eleven tackles in twenty two snaps. Like what? He had six stops, five solo, and Chauncey's always been kind of a longer guy. He, he looks like he's six seven, but he's not. He's I think he's six five. Uh, about 290-ish. And he looked he looked like a difference maker. I'm not saying he can just fulfill what Hankins did, but I thought that Chauncey Ghoston played his way into more reps in the postseason. And Dan Quinn, his eyes lit up when one of the press one of the um reporters asked about Chauncey Ghoston. He, he's like, yo, yeah. Chauncey, he took advantage of his opportunities over the last two games. His snap counts increased to season highs of 25 and 22. Well, not season highs because in Philly, he played 28. But it was the most snaps he played since the Philadelphia game in week six um, last week. And then 22 snaps would have been the second most. So he's earned more reps. And he said Chauncey was actually a part of the figuring out too. They wanted to see what the rotation could be like heading into the playoffs and they benched somebody in that game. Oh, Bohanna. They had benched Bohanna in the, in the Niners game last year. And I was like, this is a running team. That's interesting. I think Bohanna was also benched in this game against Washington to see what Golston can do. That'll be interesting. Comes Monday. Do they decide to sit another big body in regards to Bohanna for Chauncey knowing that Hankins is coming back? Do you roll with, Hankins and Chauncey as your run stop guys, whether it be on the interior, or you put Chauncey as like a five tech. And then you just roll with Osa and and, and Watkins and those guys. I, I think they might go with Chauncey over Bohanna, but Bohanna's a body. And but that's not a running team, too, though. It's not a running team, so that's something to take in consideration. Shout out to Osa as well, too. Osa, we said this a lot on the other show. Osa hasn't put up the crazy numbers, right? Like, Osa was my breakout, breakout guy. Oh, man, he might get eight, nine sacks or something like that. But Osa still, I think, was your best interior def- defender from a pass rushing standpoint. Um, and it was at one point in time, he was like top 10 or 15 in pass rush win rate. He may still be, I'm not sure, from the interior. He leads your interior defenders with more pressures than any of them uh, and sacks as well. So, Osa... 
and Chauncey, I think, could be very important factors going into this playoff game, especially against Tom, right? Which, will, again, we'll continue to break down. Interior pressure is the best pressure against Tom Brady. DJ, do we got you back before I bring you in? Let me make sure you're good. All right, you sound good. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, just a couple things, man. Um, defensively, I think, you know, it's not the same defense from earlier in the year, but this offense has actually regressed from what it was then as well. So I think that matchup doesn't change much. It really just comes down to what the offense can do offensively. Um, now, these the guys – now, uh, do we know – Exactly. Like outside of the out for the season guys, uh, like we pretty much have everybody back. It, it, did, did I hear that correctly? Uh, LVE Hankins for sure. Um, Biotis, we're, we're not quite sure just yet. It, hopeful on Biotis. Okay. 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 Because with with Hankins with Hankins coming back, um, that that's going to help tremendously. Because um, it was pretty much night and day. Uh, from when before we got him to after we got him as far as interior run defense. So that that actually just puts a lot of confidence in their ability against the run. Not that necessarily it's for this week, but I'm saying moving forward. And then uh, on Chauncey, where where did he have a lot of his snaps? I missed I missed film sessions and all that kind of stuff. So where were most of his snaps? Was he mostly at end or was he more in the interior? Uh, he's a he's a he's a defensive tackle now. Yeah, they, they'll, oh, okay. they'll utilize they'll use him as and I think more of like to to cover up. Uh, like a three, like a five tech, but he's a, he's a DT. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, fair enough. Uh, and my last thing, and I'll let you go, brother, is, uh, like y'all were talking about yesterday about how, how they're saving plays for the playoffs. I know y'all were doing it, you know, in a, in a sarcastic way, but it's funny because I believe I accidentally started that narrative because remember they were they're Jekyll and Hyde this year and they have been in spots, but they were even more so last year. And I just called in asking a question. Now I asked everybody. I asked you. I asked Botch. Uh, I asked Jeff because he was going live all the time at the time. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, like it had taken off, and I see like Bobby Belt and RJ Ocho and all those guys like posted it on Twitter. <laughs> so. Uh, you act, you know, be careful what you say in, in the in the public on the internet, man, because it can take off and, and get a life of its own. What do you what What do you mean? I must have missed what you so said. So you you were on the show. You were on the show with the Koye. Yeah. And I think I super chatted in. I was like, hey, you know, I was just looking for an explanation. I was really just trying to. I was like, look, you know, they've been like this. They they can put up forty, or they'll come out. And it was. I think it was after. Uh, <clears throat> the Broncos game. I was like, where did this come from? Are they, you know, like, are they saving plays for the playoffs? I just said it in passing. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And <laughs> I just said it in passing. And, of course, you know how you are, Sky. You were like, you weren't going to say, like, nah, that's dumb as hell. But you were like, nah, if they do that, that's a fireable offense. Yep, I think like, I, I think I said. Yeah, I think I said that. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. You asked, that, you asked that question after Denver? It may not have been after Denver. It may yeah, be no, later. No, it I mean, could you know, not have been I, after I'm not Denver, good with time. Yeah, because Denver was no, like not. weeks nine or something. It was very early in the season. I, I, yeah, it, no, it was later. It was later. It was it, later in the yeah, season. It had sure. to be like the last four games or something like that. Because I remember the conversation with with Okoye. We were kind of 
um, leading up to that show, I was like, no way, no way. For weeks, I was like, nah, 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 like two weeks. And then Koye came on. He's like, man, nah. But but then we kind of got bullied. It was like, well, because he came back on the next week. We we're like, hey, man, they're doing the same thing. Like, what else do we got here? Like, they got to they, they gotta be saving it, right? They can't possibly go into the playoffs with this. And, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah I, was, I just asked it in passing, man. But I, I, got, I made the mistake of asking it everywhere. And then it just took off. <laughs> and I was like... I was like, wow, like this was not a serious question. Of course you can't do that, but yeah. It's nah, it's thing now. Right, now, now it's a bit. Appreciate you, DJ. It it is <laughs> yes, it is turned into a bit over on the Vosh Lombardi live show. Saving it for the playoff. Because I ain't got no choice to think well, listen, I don't really believe it, but just for the bit purposes, like you're not gonna go in the playoffs and give Tony Pollard seven touches. Like, you're not going, you're really not going to do that, Kellen. No way. You're not going to go to playoffs and run play action three times. Nah. I'll chalk it up to a bad week or two weeks or whatever. Because if it truly is, we saving whatever, whatever for the playoffs, fireable, DJ. Just like you said, fireable offense. Now, you can save your trick plays. You, you, you can save these type of things. Like, hey, man. Last three minutes of the game, two minutes of the game, we need this touchdown. We're not going to show something we haven't shown all season. But you can go out there and run the things that you run weekly so that your team is in a rhythm come, going into the playoffs with those things and having that success. Like, oh, yeah, when we call this play, it's money. We know this is going to work. As opposed to this, shit, we ain't called this play since the Bears game. It was successful then. I'm trying to see what that be like. I'm trying to get to see what that be like right then. Look, be that time. That double O three. No, no running back personnel set. That was just killing the bears. I mean, I'm, t- I'm trying to get to see what that be like right then. Look, be that time. Hey, see what that be like. That Giants game where. You had a lot of that orbit motion going, and you was you was doing all types of movement, and it was just. I'm trying to get to see what that be like right then. Look, be that I'm just saying. I'm trying to see what that be like, Kelly, on a regular basis. That's all. And if that's not going to be the case, then Dak Prescott, you can't play like that. Like, like you, you, you got to overcome that. That's the pressure that is put on you, period. Okay? All right, I think we're good now on the... <laughs> Appreciate it, Nick. I'm telling you, Mike Epps, man, he's one of my favorites of all time. He ain't the greatest of all time, but Mike is just dope. He can do the movies. He can do the stand-up. He's silly. He's goofy. He, he a beast. Nah, man, I'm not... I'm not There's no toxic... That is not good for your body. That's a poison. I am not a poisoned fan. I'm in a toxic relationship, but I am not toxic. Dallas is toxic. <laughs> My bro Sean in the chat. <laughs> Maybe Darth's guy, but I will not let these dudes poison my soul. It's been it's been too many years, man. I'm numb to 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 that. If that happens, if Cowboys lose, I mean. They haven't. They've been doing that for thirty years, right? In the playoffs. So no, nah, I don't go toxic. But oh, 
We're right back to the offseason. Now, where you might get me toxic is if is the um is the free agency period. You might get me pissed off because it's like, what more do you need to see, bro? What more do you need to see? But anyway, that's way down the line, man. Way down the line. You 100 percent will get an angry sky, for sure. For sure, we'll get an angry sky. Wait a minute. So toxic. You are a ginger, you say. See, I'm piecing all these together. Prior to you calling in, I didn't know what you sounded like. Now we know you sound like an accountant. But now you're telling me you're you're a ginger. I'm I'm thrown now. I'm thrown off. I can't piece it all together. I can't can I trust a ginger accountant? I don't know, Toxic. I don't know, bruh. You gotta see about that. Uh, Nick said D Hop man, we getting him. Oof, well, listen again. In the off season, the off season should be fun because there's a there's a ma- there's a major opportunity to improve your team because you didn't go out and sign a bunch of free agents last year, so you're not losing a bunch of those type of guys, in my opinion. Anyway, <laughs> so you can't. Ed or Andy Dalton, facts. I I have seen well, not dark skin. A, a-, a- Aaron E. I haven't seen a dark skin ginger, light skin though. My man's Austin. Uh, I went to school with is is a is a light skin redhead. He's a beast in basketball too. Shout out to Austin. Uh, I look like Cooper Rush. <laughs> Yo, toxic, don't do that, cause ooh, don't do that, cause if you call in, I will give you a special visual graphic of Cooper Rush every time you call, which is like. After the Cowboys lose in an offseason. But every time you call, I make sure I got you on, on, on the horn as Cooper Rush. Cole Jelly said, man, we got to have that party Tuesday. What party, uh, CJ? What party you talking about? Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins was said, Martin, so underrated. It is because it was a star-studded cast. And I feel like Mike Epps carried them. But... That's just me. I'm I'm definitely biased to Mike Epps, man. Cookout. Oh, we ain't have a cookout. So you're talking about a cookout. We ain't have a cookout in a minute. If the Cowboys get the dub, we're definitely going to have a cookout on Tuesday for sure. Absolutely. Aaron, y'all be asking these questions on, online and it'd be so true because I don't remember. Like, have you ever? <laughs> don't cancel me. Aaron says, you ever seen a pregnant Asian? And then also say, have you ever seen an Asian pump gas? I promise you, when somebody said that and I started thinking, I'm like, yo, I have not seen a nation pump gas before. This is crazy. How do y'all know this? Like, what was going on in the world? Uh, Mike Epps in film more than stage. I would agree. Like, like, don't get a hold of Mike. Like, we wanted to see Mike. Mike was hilarious. But there is a... Mike is all over the place when he does his stand-ups. Whether you're watching the you know, his specials or whatever. He's all over the place. That's who he is. But he's hilarious in film. Oh, that's interesting. KHY said they stay at home because of their culture. But what about pumping gas? I can get that one. Of course they exist, but I don't see them. L said, I've seen one, I've seen a pregnant Asian woman pumping gas. I live in Washington State. Well, you better than me. I live in Texas and I ain't seen it. All right, Cowboys Nation. Good stuff today. Uh, let me go to the super chats. I know I probably missed a few. 
we get up out of here we going far left now uh let's see here today is the 10th h-town dropped the super chat appreciate you h-town super chat says moving micah around forced offenses to locate him and adjust now they now the uncertainty is it caused is gone it's like buying a swiss army knife to only use the bottle opener Woo wait like that if i was in the room i would ask that question like why the all of a sudden the change i know a lot of people say well keep michael parsons at full-time rushing that oh okay but can we also admit you are losing the uncertainty that h-town was talking about you're 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 losing i think part of what makes him so great is that he can be elite at both it's like taking away dax uh dax legs like why, why would you purposefully take that away so i sound like a broken drum um or a broken record i'm sorry or beating the same drum in a broken record well mel called in and said like you know i don't like keeping michael parsons at right defense in all game i said brother you know, put it on the loop I, i've been saying that all year you know hopefully it works out but i do think that that plays a part in him getting banged up he literally came out and said it like hey man this Playing defense and full time, even when you're not in on the play, you're still getting hit. Whereas linebacker, you may not even get touched on a certain play. So I would listen to my best player, but that's just me. Uh, Smoke Your 14 says, Super chat. I'd like to see Izzy try out at cornerback. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think we, we could give it a shot in the offseason. I, I think all the experimenting is done. Pencils down right there's no more experiment that's a wrap but in the off season sure i thought me in my opinion though smoke 14 i thought izzy was gaining some steam as a safety so i would actually go into next year and say i want to see izzy compete against malik hooker i know that sounds crazy because and we'll get to all the like not awards but we'll get to the uh superlatives after the season but Malik was my guy that, hey, I thought Malik might lead the team with interceptions because he plays the free safety role. We can go get some picks. I think he has three. But I would definitely say, hey, Izzy, Malik, let's battle. Because he was doing some good things at safety. So I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I'd be down for that. B Bird dropped one and said, we don't have the structure to make Kellen Moore do anything. Super chat. Oh, it's gonna be interesting what they do. I right. now, 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 toxic Tom. You want to see me go? I don't want to be poisoned. But if Kellen Moore becomes a head coach of this team, Haida, is that Haida? Appreciate you. Haida. Super chat says, "I think we're playing scared until we got until we got punched in the mouth." No. If this team only responds when they get punched, that's not going to win it. You're not going to win the Super Bowl that way. Can't do it. You you have to be a bully sometimes. So you you have to do the punching. And sometimes that 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 got on my nerves with nerves with this whole well let's fill this thing out and see what team. No man, go establish your will. I know L. I shouldn't have said that out loud. And below, drop one that said, "Back from the wild." is day day super chat back from the wild 
from the back is wild day day i'm guessing that's because the drop i had earlier appreciate you uh blow that <laughs> tom said the level of my toxicity would make me a marvin villain if kellen moore does become toxic listen we actually agree on a lot we just go about it differently but if that happens the floor is yours feel free to to get the fcc called on me um get youtube to copyright strike all the curse words that samuel jackson has said in the manner that he says it feel free if that happens honestly i might have to do the show somewhere else because i'm not going to be able to stand to sit down like this with the the, the energy that i'm at think shout out to the og shango you don't know who shango is google shango cowboys seahawks that would be sky you're right aj let me shut up yeah professor o i mean on the way out here that's that's very true too clark has been that's a good word to use shaky um and maybe i'm maybe i'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's a young guy trying to figure it out right trying to get things together and we're going to need him like i think they're going to use him in the playoffs but yeah it's been it's been it's been up and down i thought he did some good things against tennessee too uh, but but then you see other games like in Philly and this where it's like he actually looks a little bit confused in coverage. And I think that's why you miss a LVE. I will praise LVE's coverage all day tomorrow because I thought he was doing well in coverage. And then he started to come along in the run game as well. So appreciate you, L, dropping $2 on the way out. He said studio and show. No, hashtag studio 2023 and show merch. Just a friendly Reminder, 100. Super chat. Just had that conversation with, with Vach uh, yesterday. Actually talked to some people to hope to help put things in motion in regards to the future. So you will see more of your boy. Yep, I agree. He's just young. He's just young. All right, good stuff today, Cowboys Nation. Tomorrow we start to officially move forward with, with the, uh, the Buccaneers. We kind of touched on a lot. And we'll be repeating ourselves throughout the next to four now, four days since the Cowboys are playing Monday. Um, but it starts. And we'll, we'll just break down this thing little by little, matchups, and, and just dive into it as best we can. And then later on, we'll be doing the same thing probably today because today is the volumes Wednesdays usually. So on Voss and Barty Live, we'll be talking about that as well. So make sure y'all do me a favor. Hit the like button on the way out. Come on back through for Mo's show A to Z Sports prime time and then Mo will be back for the final show on Thursday maybe Mike maybe we'll get Mo on here this week maybe we'll talk with Mo with that said I'm gonna go ahead and press this button and get up on the body yeah we're gonna break it down Keystone I'm going to probably listen to or watch. Tampa played the last couple of weeks. Watch that Panthers game a little bit. Cincy. Watch a couple of these games and see what's up. See y'all later. Love you. Peace.